Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg Browning and all the way from Norway, our resident Norwegian expert David Wellerston. How's it going guys? Yeah, good, good thank, thank you. you. Good. good, good. David, you were saying you're catching the last of the Norwegian sun <laughs> as it comes... <laughs> No, it's been really nice this week. It's like 17 degrees today, so it's, uh, I've been out oh. in the, I've been shorts and t-shirt. Although uh, I'm Scottish, so you'll be red. That's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Taps off. Yeah, it's nearly there. No, yeah, quite. No, it's been really nice. So I've uh, just been enjoying some, uh, enjoying some sunshine. Good. Well, hopefully that's lightening the mood in Norway. It's been a pretty um, difficult week. Both Glint and Molden knocked out of Europe. Rosenberg are flying the flag tonight against PSV in the Europa League. And we've also had to wave goodbye to Jens Peter Hauger, which I've no doubt she'll be very despondent about. Yeah, it's it's a shame. But also, I mean, it's amazing for him. He's gone from Bode Glint to AC Milan. It's a really exciting move. I think... um, I think a lot of people probably think it's just off the back of that game against Milan. It kind of <laughs> looks a little bit like that, but apparently mm-hmm. Milan have been chasing them for a few few months, just been watching them. And is his he the biggest this move? Has been incredible in terms of move to a big club in Norway for a few seasons, or from from Norway? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, Martin Odegaard went to uh, yeah. went to the Netherlands. Who did he go? I can't remember who he went. In fact, did he go straight to the Netherlands? Yeah, he went straight yeah. to the yeah. He did, yeah. So, I mean, Odegaard. But, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's kind of golden generation time in Norway. We talked about it before, but, you know, Holland at Dortmund, Serlots at Leipzig, Haug is at AC Milan, and um, obviously you get Odegaard at Real Madrid. So, yeah, it's um, pretty, pretty exciting times for them. And it's going to be it's... interesting to see how Glimp can cope without them. It will be, and it's not boding well for Scotland to potentially play <laughs> Norway in a playoff to reach the uh, Euros next year. Uh, Scotland obviously have to get past Israel next week, and Norway is it Serbia they play yes. next week. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, seems to be... got his first call-up as well for that Serbia game. Um, Lars Lagerbeck's a bit he's not he's not too fond of wingers so it's, it'll probably won't play much of a part to be honest he does play a very strict 4-4-2 but yeah he got his first call up to the senior squad so that's quite exciting for him Yeah and with some of those names that you mentioned are we close to calling it a golden generation for Norwegian international football? Yeah I think definitely um, it's getting towards that if it's not already there it's definitely their best squad they've had since um 1998, I guess, when they qualified for. Um, it's great that they've World got a Cup. golden generation. I, I can't think of when Scotland had a golden generation. When yeah, was our we, golden generation? We were all too young, and I, yeah. I, I even include, maybe. I even include myself in that. Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, if there, if there was such a thing, I think it's Ali's army. Ali's army, really, isn't it? In yeah. it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> when he, he got the, the nation in the fever pitch. But um, anyway, we're here to focus on Norwegian football. So what's the chat on Rosenborg tonight? Tough tie against PSV? Yeah, yeah, I don't think they, they're um, definitely not expected to go through. Um, I think um, PSV, obviously, a big club. They've got decent history in Europe. Um, but Rosenborg have got a ho- good home record, so... Um, we'll see how it goes. I, I think it would be a surprise if they managed to to beat them. All the big um, clubs winning yeah. on time. 
All the big clubs do that. Yeah, and um, actually, Torge Bervin, who we talked about a few months ago in the pod, um, signing for Rosenborg was a big thing. Obviously, top scorer in the Elite Three last year with Odd, um, signed to Rosenborg at the end of June. He's away to Ankaragutsu this week um, for pretty minimal fee, to be honest, €250,000. Uh, so yeah, it just didn't work out for him at Rosenberg really. He scored, uh, I think, 10 goals this year in the league, which is decent considering he's not played a whole host of games. But yeah, he's off to Ankaragutsu in Turkey, one of a number of uh, Turkish clubs that just sign sort of random Norwegian players. But yeah, that would be... And just on Rosenberg, obviously, they've now sneaked their way into second place in the league. So after a really disappointing start to the season for Rosenborg, they've actually come along a long way now, probably with the, over the last, what, eight games? Yeah, it's very tight. It's, it's very, very tight. I think, yeah, six. four points separating second place and sixth place. Molda now find themselves fourth. Been a bit of a horrible week, or a few weeks for them anyway. I think domestically for Molda as well, it's been absolutely terrible, hasn't it? It's been horrendous. Uh, yeah, four, <laughs> four out of five defeats, six out of eight uh, defeats. Um, no Champions League, no Champions League money. No, it's they've been putting all the in Champions League basket. They were really unlucky on Tuesday night against Venezuela. They lost that late goal in the home leg, which made it three-three. The late penalty for a sort of handball decision that could go either way, and um, they just couldn't score in Hungary the other night. They were a little bit unlucky. They had chances, didn't take them. Finnish Varos looked pretty nervous in uh, their sort of pursuit of the first Champions League spot, I think, since the mid-90s. Um, and we should probably uh, have a mention yeah. for uh, two clubs that are doomed. So, poor old Ozund, <laughs> goodbye. And Mjondalen look like they're also on their way out. Um, I think Start really need to get their finger out if they're not to join those two in the bottom three and continue in the bottom three. Um, I think Viking are flying at the moment, aren't they? On a really five in a row. Viking, yeah, five wins in a row. So there's a couple of foreign teams in the league at the moment. There's obviously the bottom two are just having an absolute nightmare at the moment. Beyond Dallin's record, it's, a, it's abysmal, isn't it? Is it what? Yeah, it's 12 and 14 now defeats. 12 defeats <laughs> and 14. That's like St Johnston style, that. Um, <laughs> not, not, not good at all. And obviously... It wouldn't be the Norwegian podcast without mentioning uh, Glimt. obviously 18 points clear now. 18 points with still you, a lot. 12 games to go. There's four wins away from the title. 11 yep. wins to go, yeah. 11 yeah. games to go. Oh, 11 yeah. games to go, yeah. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too far away for them. But we'll come no. on to all that when we discuss the games that are coming up this weekend. Last week on the podcast, we did pretty well. Particularly yourself, David, you had Pellegrino to score. He did. You had Viking to beat me on Dallin. Got our money back on Odd. Yeah, <laughs> four up with three minutes to go. Minutes to go. <laughs> uh, thankfully, we uh, you did tip them on the Asian handicap. We <laughs> yeah. spoke about be- uh, tipping them to win. That would have been a really sore one. Had yeah. you had them backed them to win, uh, lost three goals. I'm yeah. sure you did. <laughs> um, and Greg Sandyfield managed the four corners that you predicted as well. Yeah, I think Mode have, have highlighted Mode's tendency now to concede corners. And I thought Sandy Fjord were five to four was a great place to hit four. And we'll be speaking about them again in a minute when they travel to the, the champions. Elect. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week there are Oberstliegen games on Saturday and Sunday. Or is it just Saturday, Oberstliegen? Yes, Saturday and Sunday. And Elitisieren games on Saturday and Sunday as well, so we've got plenty to look forward to. Uh, we're going to focus predominantly on Elitisieren, but before we start there, David, you've got a wee tip for us in Oberstliegen on Saturday. The games kick off at 2.30. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll start with um, start with that. So it's 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 a bit of a, uh, a bit of a gut pick this one actually. San Nezuf, um they're in a little bit of poor form um, in general. They've they've um, not won in their last four games, but they've been away from home in three of them, and the home one was against Tromsø, who are league leaders, um, and I think against Grorud at home. Uh, they'll be fancying themselves to get back to winning ways. Um, Grorud, they started the season really well and um, it looked like they were going to sort of be a huge surprise sort of up the top half of the league. But recently, they've kind of dropped off a little bit. They've um, they've not won. They've not won since uh, the 24th of August now. Actually, that's not true. They won last week against Outgarden, sorry. Yeah, we'll Sorry, they did. That was their first win since uh, since the twenty fourth of August. So they'd gone, they'd gone six without a win. But Ugarden, kind of poor team, especially on the road, um, was not a surprise. They nearly blew it. I think they were four 0 up, and they ended up uh, winning four three. Um, but away from home, um, they've just not been as good. Uh, they've only won once away from home, and actually. I'm not looking at the result in this one just because Sanez Ulf have been a little bit off form. I'm, I'm looking at them to score two goals or more. Um, pays 1.83 on bet 365. <coughs> um, Grodud have conceded at least two in the last four games. Um, and Sanez Ulf, although, yeah, as I say, the form's not great, but at home, they've won six out of nine. Um, I think they'll be too. I think they'll be too too, too good for Grow Rude. So, <laughs> really, yeah, I think they'll be too good for Grow Rude. You're writing um, back pages here. Especially at home. <laughs> and I just think to score two goals against a team who have been conceding goals, Grow Rude have um, conceded 28 in 18 games. Sanez have scored 26 in their 18 games, 16 of them at home. So. I think um, to score two without the the worry of them conceding um, more and not winning the game, I think it's a good price at um, 1.83 on Beth365. And I think given how the season's panned out in the Obus League, I would say it's probably been a bit difficult the last two or three weeks in terms of results. But there's still plenty of goals being scored. And I think (laughs) results are a bit unpredictable. So I think going with the two plus goals rather than the the home win is probably quite a good shout. Yeah, and I, 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 the price is quite short. I think they were even money um, to win, which yeah, it's fan, it's probably fancy them to win, but just with the the way they've been playing recently, the their last home game was a hammering. They can lose four two, and you'll be yeah. quite happy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so that's a nice wee one for in addition to Saturday afternoon Akers. It's half two on Saturday, and it's Sunday's to score two or more against Grorud and it's 1.83 or 5 to 6 at Bet365. 
that takes us on to the latest season games, and there's a couple of games on Saturday evening. So the first one we're going to have a look at is Wallerenga v Mion Dallin on Saturday night, David, and this looks like a banker home win. Yeah, um, it does, which is why Wallerenga's price is so short. Um, but I've found some value um, in what I like is uh, Wallerenga half-time, full-time. It's even. It's just better than evens, actually. It's 2.05, so 21 to 20. Um, New and Allen, as we, we spoke about, they've lost 12 out of 14 games, which is pretty incredible um, <laughs> form. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm finding it difficult to to see many positives for them. Last week, last week um, against Viking, they started the game pretty well for the first 10 minutes, but then after that, they were they scored, and then they were pretty much in their shell after that, and they just concede so many, even when they've put sort of 10 men behind the ball, they just concede really easy chances and the problem is well really for them, they, they don't mistakes. score enough goals do they, they don't score enough goals no, they don't, and, I mean they've scored 4 in the last sort of 10 games or something yeah so, Volaringa they are home form, they're unbeaten at home, we've spoken about that before as well um, 6 out of 9 wins, 3 draws and 4 of those 6 wins uh, they have been leading at half time as well and and the twelve out of the fourteen defeats me and Alan have had um, in a row. They've been getting beat nine out of those twelve games. So it's not like they're losing games late. They're losing games early, and they're not coming back because they can't score. Um, I actually thought Volering were quite unlucky against Green last week. If you watched the highlights or you saw the game, Shartan's on missed. A great chance at now now He missed another great that chance. That doesn't help me, nil. David. I don't want to hear this. Following um, <laughs> two of my bets down on Sunday. So. Yes, and, and also he missed <laughs> another great chance later on. I think Shartan's on on another day, scores scores two or three. And um, I think he'll be hungry to sort of make up for it this week. He scored a hat-trick on his home debut two weeks ago, and I, I'd fancy him to score again. This week his price is incredibly short to score, which is not worth backing, but... Yeah, what I'm looking at is Volering a half-time full-time. Pays 2.05 on Bet365. And I think it's um, really good value, considering how poor Mew and Alan are. Yeah, it's a nice angle, I think. I think as well, we've, we've probably spoken about Volering's home form now on several occasions. But they are really, really strong at home. Scored lots of goals at home as well. So I think in terms of trying to find an angle for this game, when you initially look at it, you go 4-11 for Volerenga. Jesus, what are you going to do here? But I think the half-team full-time um, looks pretty solid, especially as you talk about um, you know, Darwin's abysmal form anyway and the fact that they do concede or lose at half-time quite a lot of their games. Yeah, yeah, and not, not they need much motivation, but with uh, Odd and Rosenberg uh, playing on Sunday night, there's a chance for Wallerenga to move level in points with either one of those sides. Yeah. This weekend, yeah, so. I mean the top. I mean the top five are all going to get into Europe this year. With um, sorry, that's not. Is that right? Yeah, it's the top four, five, top five. I can't work. Can't out. be There's five, no surely, is it? Five. There's no cup this year, so so it's just ah, the right. league ah, that wonderful. are getting into Europe. So how many are in it this year? Glean throws the board. Yeah, There's four, four in it this year. Plus. There's four in it this year. So four, yeah. the top four in the league will get in. So yeah, there's four places. So, so yeah, I mean, to lots to play for with Christian soon in six as well, just behind. So those and Viking 
playing really well just behind them. So yeah, there's still a lot to play for in terms of that. You take out um, Bodie It's a, a good league. That's a great league, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at this game, David, on Volarenga to win and to score over one goal, but it's only 8-13. to 13, But I just thought that might be another angle to have a look at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I'd just be surprised if they win 1-0. If, I mm-hmm. think pretty sure they'll win. I'd be very surprised if they win 1-0. have scored uh, two or more goals in eight of their nine home games. Yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. So, the yeah. The only one they, they didn't was they, they, they beat Hodges in 1-0. So, yeah, every other home game they've scored two. So, yeah, I think... Um, Quite impressed I remembered that. I've got no notes in front of me to say that. That's a great memory. <laughs> okay, so it's following a half-time full-time, and that's 21-28, to bet 3.65. So that takes us on to Sunday's fixtures, and, yeah, we've kind of covered Glimt. Uh, as I said, they're about four wins away from the title, um, given their goal differences so good as well. Uh, last week was a 2-0 win, and remarkably, that was the first game of the season proclaimed that went under two and a half goals. I think David watched the match. I think um, I'm not sure how much the red card had an impact in the last 15, 20 minutes. They just missed. Both teams just missed a lot of chances. Um, Shartanzon missed three good chances for Volarenga. Zinkanago missed a good chance. Hauge missed a penalty. Um, so yeah, there was. <laughs> it's just. It's a, quite just frustrating because obviously we, we kind of highlighted that game. Is that it's probably going to be a really tough game for Glimt on last weekend. It didn't really pan out that way when you look at the scoreline. It looks like it was a comfortable 2 0 win, but as you say, uh, Vaughan did miss a number yeah. of really good chances. A 1v1, like it was a really good save actually. The keeper, Haikan, he saved it well with his sort of right hand as he was going the other way. Um, it was a 1v1, so he probably should have put it away, but yeah, in the end, they, they, as soon as they go ahead, it's really difficult to get back at them because the counter attacking is incredible the way they. They, they press high, but when they win the ball back, they seem to just get five on four or fours on three. So well, they're a man down now, so that's good. <laughs> well, you say that. They, so they've they've recalled um, Runar Hauge um, from his loan from Grorud. So little brother to Jens Petter has been called back. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So he's played a, he's played a few games last year. Uh, mostly off the bench, so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a chance and maybe they just play Hauge and hope that he just does exactly what his brother was doing. We should also mention their exit to Europe and Europe last week to AC Milan. Again, great account of themselves. They had a brilliant chance um, in an injury time that was put over the bar, which would, which would have made it 3-3. Um, but I think they probably bowed out with their heads held high. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, Ulrich Saltanes, who's the captain of Glint, he, he missed a great chance right at the end, as you say. He put out a big post on Twitter just saying he's got a sort of lump in his throat and a horrible feeling in his stomach and just um, basically feels so bad for missing the chance. And he shows you the kind of sort of guy is as well, obviously, to go out and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think now that they're out of that, it will just make them want to go unbeaten. For the rest of the season, and yeah. What it does do, though, of, I think, uh, obviously, I they're properly on the footballing map now, anyway, given their runaway lead leaders in Norway. But that match will definitely have put them on the map even more so. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's talk of Casper Junker uh, potentially leaving, and and well, I don't, I don't think he'll leave now. But yeah, there's a few teams interested in Junker. Zinkana goes out of contract in January. Um, 
there's a lot of interest in I think Patrick Berg and Frederick Bjorkan. You've got to so fear yes, for next year, don't it's you? It's going to be difficult to keep them. You're going to, you're going to lose three or four of your key players at any club. But I think, obviously, this season's over. The league's won. They're going to win the league very well. I guess for Bory Glimp fans, the, the biggest target will be how many of their stars can they keep. Yeah, and it's going doesn't to be sound difficult. as if they're going to be keeping many of them. No. Is it likely that some of the bigger clubs in Norway will come in and pick off some I'd of the I'd be surprised, players? to be honest. I'd be surprised. I think um, I think they're going to be going abroad, um, yeah. most of them. Um and I guess that's the thing with Norway, isn't it? I'd be surprised if they moved anywhere to, to Mulder or Rosenberg. There's not really, when I say massive clubs, it's not like Scotland where we've got Rangers and Celtic and no. they've got huge spending power. I think in Norway, I'm not saying it's a level playing field because we know that Rosenborg and Mulder have got money, but I think for that league, as you say, David, the, the really good players are most likely to leave yeah. Norway and play abroad. A bit yeah. like most of the, the Scottish guys tend to head down south, albeit... Yeah. Some do join um, Rangers or Celtic. Yeah, and it's not the same over here. Like it's not like people in people in Tromsø don't support Molde or Rosenborg because they're successful. They support like Tromsø. <laughs> people <laughs> in Molde support Molde Green. Like it's not like it's just it's a bit different. Like people don't travel the length and breadth of the country to support a team sort of hundreds of kilometres away because they're the biggest. Well done them. Okay, so. As we say, it's gleamed the Sandy Fjord on Sunday, and Greg, you've got a corners angle on this one. Yeah, so I'm not here to speak about Bode Glimt. I've spoken enough about them this season. I'm all about Sandy Fjord. So I think last weekend we highlighted that one, they were in pretty good shape uh, going to Moda last weekend. They beaten Mjorn Dallin 2 0, which again doesn't count because anyone beats Mjorn Dallin. <laughs> they got a decent draw at home against Drums Godset. So I thought they're in decent shape. Molda concede quite a lot of corners, which they do. So I think they, they won 1-0 last weekend. Now, Molda, for all their troubles, don't lose many games at home. So it's a fantastic result for Stanley Fjord. And what it's done is, seven points in their last three games, it's pretty much eased the relegation fears. To, co- to collect those seven points has moved them up to, I think, 22, 23 points now in the league. And it's taken them well clear of that kind of bottom three um, relegation places so it doesn't get any easier away to Moda last week and they travelled to Boda to this weekend and I think same approach here for me I think Sandy Fjord don't get that many corners in their games um, I think they've got the second lowest in the league actually at 4.4 team corners per game but when you dig a little bit deeper they've hit 5 plus in 6 of their last 8 and they've hit 3 plus in six of their 10 away games. So they're as big as 10 to 1, I think. They might be bigger than that to win this game. So I don't think anybody is giving Sandy Fjord a chance in this match. Um, and it's difficult to gauge how often or how long Bora Glimp can continue to win games, scoring goals and winning well. So I'm not suggesting that Sandy Fjord are going to win this match, but I think they're very, very good value to hit. Probably it'll be four corners. Now, the bookies have kind of forgotten about Norway a little bit with the return of some of the European bigger leagues. Hence why we're now sitting at, what, Thursday evening and there's still no corner markets, which is pretty poor from the bookmakers, if I do say so. So we're still waiting on prices, but I'm fairly confident we can get at least five to four on Sandy Fjord to hit four or more corners. And when you look at Bode Glimp's home matches, they've shipped three or more corners now 
in eight of their nine home games. Um, so I think it could be an interesting match, this one. Uh, be interesting to see how Bora Glimp react to, obviously, losing one of their star players. And Sandyfield themselves are actually in really good shape. Uh, I guess the other angle that I looked at just before we came onto the podcast was Sandyfjord are even money to score before 80 minutes. So it's maybe an angle worth looking at. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on that myself, but it's quite an interesting market and it's not a bad price. It's a very, very high goal line. And I think at home Bora Glimt have only kept two clean sheets, possibly just three, in their home games this season. So yeah, I would be surprised. Sorry, both teams have scored in, what, 14 out of 19 clean yes. games? Yes, they've not kept many clean sheets. So I think last weekend was a first clean sheet in quite a while, actually. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this being a scoring win for Bora Glimt and both teams to score. But I'm more than happy, though, to take Sandefjord um, four-plus corners. Now, given the fact they're 10-1, to one, they've got the second-lowest corner count in the league. We might even get a little bit more than 5-4 to four on this. We might even maybe get three-plus. If we get three-plus, then it'll be Christmas Day. Um, but I think the bookers will probably set it at four plus, and I reckon it'll be five to four. What's the lowest price you'll go on that? Um, well, for, for four plus, I wouldn't probably go any lower than evens, mm-hmm. and for three plus, I would happily take eight to eleven as the lowest. Okay. But I don't think we're going to get any value in three to three plus. To be honest with you, okay. I think those days are gone. But we may get a, a, four, a five to four or a six to four and four plus. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, I guess it's just a case of checking the bookies to see when they price those markets off. Yeah, so the guys in the channel are absolutely fantastic at keeping me up to date because I can only do so much checking. And I, whenever I check, it's never buddy there. So I always get uh, messages via Twitter. Uh, people keep keeping me up to date on when prices are out. So uh, much appreciated. Go team, Greg. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, also on Sunday at five o'clock, we have Molde's trip to Bran. Um, Molde, as we've touched on, they've lost, well, David, you can talk us through the stats. I think it's five out of the last six, is it? They're knocked out of Europe. They're now fourth on the table. Um, is this time for them to bounce back? Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, Molde basically put all their eggs in the in the Champions League basket and unfortunately for them they just missed out on that so it's going to be the Europa League for them which is still still good um, still gets plenty of money for that and should get some nice fixtures as well but um, their form in the league is completely completely dropped obviously um, they're down to fourth despite having a huge lead over um, <clears throat> over other teams sort of by the start of August, but they've lost six out of the last eight games. And last week against Sandefjord, it's the first time I've watched them and thought they were really poor. Um, they made a lot of changes last week, and I wasn't surprised they lost, given they were playing uh, the Champions League three days later. They had played the Champions League three days before. Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday is pretty tough, especially when you're going for the Champions League. Um, Do you think, David, that their manager's a bit under pressure now, surely? has to be after know. six defeats and eight. I, I don't know. Like, I think he's got sort of a lot of credit, given what he's done the last couple of years. Um, I mean, it's difficult. They, they started the league so well, um, and they were and they were not never really first. So 
it's been difficult for them, I think, to motivate themselves considering they lost a couple of games and then they were basically out of the league um, by that point. So uh, they, they rotated a lot, didn't really, like, yeah, they just didn't seem to have the same intensity in the league games. But um, I still think on the day, they're probably, well, not the best team, but they're definitely the second best team in the league on their day. Um, they have been playing a lot of games recently, but they played against Finnish Varos on Tuesday night. The game's on Sunday, so they've had a few days rest. I think they'll play the strongest team. Um, there won't be the rotation. They've got the international break coming up, so this will be a nice break for them after this game. And they're playing against Bran, who have won two out of the last um, two out of the last twelve games. Um, they've not won a, at home, Bran, since the twelfth of July. Um, they did beat Mulder in Mulder um, in August two one, but it was kind of two attacks take their chances and Mulder were going through that spell where they just couldn't take their chances. Um, I think Mulder will look for a bit of be out for a bit of revenge. I think they'll be out to get back to winning ways and to finish the league strongly from now um, and well, guarantee sort of second spot. I was going to say, I think the danger is, is that because it's so tight there, there is a a possibility that they could slip out of European places yeah. and that would be a complete disaster. Yeah, it would be. And I'd, I'd be surprised if they do. Um, speak about momentum quite a lot, don't we? Speak about momentum and look at momentum at the moment. Rosenborg look pretty solid at the moment in a good run of form for a bad start but seem to be scoring goals and winning games again. Um, obviously, a few other clubs are doing well as well. I think out of the clubs competing for those last kind of two places, three places for Europe... Mulder are probably the one club at the moment whose form is completely off. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a really, really important couple of weeks for them. And I think you're, you're right. In terms of this match, they absolutely need to win this game just to get yeah. a win back on the board and get a win under, under their belts again. Yeah. And a couple of personnel things as well. Like Gregerson, the centre-half, he's probably their best centre-half. He's been missing a lot he, a lot this season. He's played the last couple of Champions League games. He's going to be back What's his name? game. Stian Gregerson. So would that be my Norwegian name then if I played football? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you'd still be known as Pele, to be honest, Greg. Ah, good, good, thank you. <laughs> um, also, Bjornback as well. Um, the uh, So two centre-halves sort of probably would have been their first choice centre-halves at the start of the season. They've hardly played. They're both back. I'd expect them to potentially both start this week. Um, looks like they've pretty much got a sort of full full squad to choose from now there's not a lot of players out anymore and then um, with that with them um, the full team playing against Bran who have been in poor form themselves I just think the price is 2.3 for the defending champions who have so much quality in forward areas and now that they've got the probably the two best defenders back I, th- I think it's a good price and I think I'm going I'm going to back it and I think it's worth backing as well it's one of those games, isn't it? It's a game where you think, come 7 o'clock on Sunday evening and Moda win 3-0 and you go, why the hell am I not in Moda today? I think <laughs> it's one it's of those great, ones. I think it's a great price. I had a look back at that um, Brand victory, which was, was it back in August? Yeah, August. August the 10th. So Moda, it was probably just on the cusp of Moda's forum starting to turn a wee yeah. bit. Um, Moda were 1-2 to, to win that day. Yeah. So, 
know it's I know we shouldn't forget the forum that they've been in, but I think they can put their European adventures behind them now and just look ahead to the, the end of the season. And I think thirteen to ten is a really good price. I think you've got to back Molde at that price. Yeah. Okay, we'll I'm with you. To next weekend to discuss the outcome of this match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, David, even if Greg isn't. Yeah. No, do you know what? I, I can totally get the angle for this game. Um, I, I can't. For me, I wouldn't back the game myself personally, but I think you put across a really compelling case as to why Moda should be backed here, and especially at a really terrific price of 13 to 10 against a side who are equally in a poor run of form. Okay, so Mulder, 13 to 10 to beat Brian. You heard it here first. Fingers crossed it lands. Um, okay, last game on Sunday, and it was this evening, is uh, Rosenborg v Odd, and that pit second against third in the table. David? Yeah, um, huge game, obviously. Yep. We talked about their form. Rosenborg is excellent, and Odd as well. Um, both in excellent form going into this one. Both on 35 points. Um, pushing for that sort of silver medal along with Mulder who are one point behind them and Volleringa who are a further two back. Um, Rosenborg play PSV tonight. Uh, that's Thursday. Um, so that's a big game for them trying to get into the Europa League. It's going to be tough. I can imagine them um, PSV having a lot of possession um, and Rosenborg chasing a lot. So... The angle I'm looking at here is for Odd to score in the first half. Now, Rosenborg have sort of been notoriously slow starters this year. Um, they've they've um, conceded in six out of the last ten first halves, which isn't if it doesn't sound like a lot, but like most games are generally sort of more goals in the second half. But they, they score a lot of their goals in the second half and don't score many in the first half. I think it's about 30% of their goals uh, are in the first half. They tend to need to get going at half-time and, and sort of turn things around. So, odd, odd sort of 50-50 score. Um, I think they've scored 18 first-half goals and 18 second-half goals. In eight out of the last 10 games, they've scored in the first half. Uh, they scored four in a row in the first half as well. Um They've had the full week off. They're coming to this off the back of a four-each game against Haugesund, which they scored, which um, they were four-one up. They should never have, um, should never have thrown that away. But um, yeah, just to score in the first half here, it's two point two five, something they've done really regularly. Rosenborg coming off the back of a Thursday night game. Um, they've conceded twenty goals in the league this year, Rosenborg, which. Not t- it's not terrible, but um, they, yeah, they, they, they're not keeping it tight at the back. They're not keeping many clean sheets, and I just think it could take them a wee bit to get going on Sunday. So I'm backing odd to score um, in the first half. This is what's uh, known as a David Witherspoon special. Is. <laughs> so you, that, that is now your bet, the <laughs> team to score in the first half bet. And it's quite nice, actually, in terms of the angle for it. It's just such a high price. Like, it's hard to... Uh, I quite fancy odd to, to get a result here, but I looked at the Asian handicap market again and it wasn't it wasn't a price that I particularly liked. But um I mean odd to win the game. I think they're three point six or something. Yeah, 13, 13 to five to win. Three days after the three days after Rosenborg played PSV, they beat Rosenborg two one just four or five weeks back. 
they're in really good form. Um, it's a really <laughs> high price, but yeah, just to score in the first half, um, I'll just I'll just take that and take the money and and, and run. Yeah, odd <laughs> odd on this, the John O'Bay market are sixty four, which I guess appeals. I guess your money back if the yeah. teams finish level, so that might be a, a way to yeah. look at and get one side. But I'd, odd yeah. if you fancy them to win. I did look at that as well, but yeah, it's a potential. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, I do think I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised if Rosenborg beat them to be honest, given given three days rest and odds form in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, before we wrap up, Greg, you we're going to have a look at this game potentially for corners and Viking v Strums Godset, um, but again, there's no prices up just yet. No, so there's no prices up as of yet. So I'll be sharing these on the channel. So I think at the moment. Um, if it's not broken, don't try and fix it. So I think in the corner markets at the moment, we'll look at three, three games here, two two of these that you've mentioned. So interested to see what Bran are going to be for team corners against Moda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bran have hit seven or more corners now in five of the last six home games. So they may not be winning matches, but in terms of corner counts, they're performing really well. So I'll be looking at that. I think also the Vikings-Strums Godset match is a game I'll be looking at also from a corners angle. Again, that'll be getting shared on the channel, hopefully tonight, if we can get some prices. And lastly, yeah, the Rosenberg odd match. And there's been 10 or more corners now in nine of Rosenberg's last 10 games. Uh, Rosenberg have hit some really good numbers. They've hit 11, 7, 8, 7, 9, 9, 8 and 12 in eight of the last nine games, 10 games, sorry. And they've also hit seven or more team corners in eight of the last 10. So I think it can be quite an exciting game and, I, and I'm definitely on David's side here in terms of odd possibly getting a result in this game and scoring. I think it's a great time to play Rosenberg, as David said, off the back of a really tough game against PSV. Mm. So I think the corners angle here, I'll be keen also to see what price odd are going to be. So no prices yet, unfortunately. We'll try and get some tonight and they'll be getting shared on the channel as soon as they're out. Okay, good stuff. Uh... In that case, then, can you guys just give us a wee recap then of the bets that we do have for this weekend? Starting with yourself, David. Yep, yeah, sure. Um, first of all, on Saturday afternoon in the Obos League, looking at Sam Nezulf to score two or more against uh, Grorud. That pays 1.83. Um, bet 3.65, that was. Um, and then on Saturday evening, it's a Volaringa against Amir and Darlin. That's halftime, full time. Volaringa and that pays 2.05 on Pepsi 6.5 on to Sunday um, and looking at Molda to get back to winning ways against Bran that pays 2.3 um, with Pepsi 6.5 I think and also finally on Sunday evening the late kickoff odd to score in the first half against the Rosenborg and that pays 2.25 with Pepsi 6.5 and just one bet for me at the moment. So that's on Sunday, and that's Bora Glimpse home match versus Sandy Fjord. And I'm taking Sandy Fjord to hit four or more corners, in which I'm hoping will be around the five to four mark, possibly a little bit bigger. And there's three corners matches as well that I'm looking at um, that we'll share once we can get some places for them. Excellent stuff. Okay, so don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at dweatherston 11 and you should also read some more in-depth previews on David's blog, which can be found at likeaweatherstone.blogspot.com. So make sure you check that out. If you want more tips like these, then make sure you can 
you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. And that's us for this edition of the podcast, and uh, best of luck with your tips, guys. Cheers, good luck. Cheers, thank you.